Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. And now it's time for Pet Health Cafe, where your pet has a voice. And here's your host, Bill, the pet health guru. Welcome to the Pet Health Cafe, the show where your pet has a voice. This is Bill, the pet health guru, along with a special guest host, Dr. Michael Dim, fresh off his trip to Texas. (laughs) Yep. It was a nice uh, time away and got to appear on the high wire with my friend and, uh, you know, kind of a interesting guy, Del Bigtree. And it was, yeah. it was a nice time away and did a nice interview with him and uh, enjoy always being with his great crew. And uh, really, they do a great job. Yeah, that's what I that's what I understand. Uh, hopefully one day I'll get to go out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure you put in a good word for me. <laughs> I don't know. I think I try to mention the store in the interview. I don't remember if I did or not. I um, Did you watch it? I, I don't remember, actually. Yeah, I, I, I watched it. Um, the the I, I guess the only, you know, I mean, you mentioned Billinghurst and uh, Richard as far as uh, – Foods and no mention of me. I mean, I come on. I, I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. I didn't mention no. my paleo pet. I, I don't know. I no. You talked about you know you talked about foods and you talked about herbs and that was good. And um, you know, um, well, I thought I mentioned as a resource out here. Oh well, I'm have to do it next time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean it was a good interview. Um, you know, the vaccine thing, you know, of course, I, we know that that's a big, um, you know, cause for him. He's, you know, with the COVID and, you know, which I know I'm not supposed to say and <laughs> all of yeah. that stuff. But but it's, it's uh, you know, it gives you a different level um, and a different audience to start to bring in stuff, nation, especially nationwide. No. Uh, that we both that we both need. Yeah, no, I definitely got some interesting emails this week and calls. People, you know, across the country aren't, and across the world, I get some international emails, um, aren't really aware of the vaccine issue. So, um, or they're not aware, not the vaccine issue. They're not aware that uh, that sort, you know, there's those sort of views like Dell has or, um, or, you know, in the veterinary world. And so that's the most interesting thing. So, you know, it goes to show you that we need just to continue to get more exposure out there to more holistic, natural views and uh, stressing minimal vaccinations, you know, proper species appropriate diets and movements away from the drugs and the chemicals. And uh, people really respond to that. And, uh, you know, as I said, it was a nice, uh, nice experience and uh, got to have dinner with him and his wife. And it was good. Uh, it was a nice time away. You know, he's involved also with uh, RFK's candidacy. So that's ah. a big, big part of his time. And so he's on his campaign there to try and get him, you know, more exposure. So, um, you know, like I said, interesting conversation and nothing more important from our purposes than 
bringing up the vaccine issue and immunity and the hazards of the vaccines. And, you know, I try to cover as much as I could in the I couldn't believe it went as long. It was like 26 minutes, but um, yeah. it was it was a nice experience. And uh, as I said, I was in, you know how I was introduced to him, Bill, many years ago. I uh, one of my clients was involved with his ICANN uh, movement, and back then they were really running on minimal donations. And she was a uh, a big supporter of his, and you know connected me with him. And um, right. You know that group. You know you and I. What we went ended up going down to, where uh, I forget for, somewhere in Miami, maybe or where right, we met yeah. uh, Andrew Wakefield and uh, yeah, you know that whole group and uh, Barbara Lee Fisher from the National yeah. Vaccine Information Center. So it's important that we all stick together because we all have yeah, a, it, a general, you know, kind of message. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was funny too when he was talking about feeding his uh, animals raw and how it got to be burdensome, you know, going and buying the stuff and grinding it and everything else. And that's actually what started what originally was BioVance Animal Health that turned into Fiesta Pet Deli, which of course is now developed into My Paleo Pet and BioComplete Concepts, which is the uh, company behind the BioComplete Natural Diets brand. Um, because yeah, it's a it's a pain to do small batches, and you know, because I, I joke around about it all the time. Because it takes me the same amount of time to clean up, you know, if I make five pounds of food or whether I make five hundred pounds of food. Right. The cleanup is the worst part of making that stuff, you know. Right. Um, so that's that's how that you know our story actually started with this stuff. It was just you know there was just no sources. Um, to do individual serving sizes or small portions and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, um, I know he was, t you know, he said he's, it, it was interesting because he mentioned that, you know, he's buying some of the commercial stuff, but he's still unsure about how good it is. And, <laughs> uh, you know, that that's the part that, kind you know, that's one of the things that struck me because, you know, what we do is obviously way above and beyond. And I'm looking even working with some of the local farmers and that sort of thing down here to, to actually elevate to the next level. And of course, we're incorporating in the people stuff as well. Uh, well, and, you know, as, as I've gotten emails, I've certainly put a you know a thing in for the store and for you to that you ship all over nationwide. And uh, yeah, hopefully, you'll be getting some more business too from some of the audience that has reached out and asked me about various questions. And you know, as yeah. I and resources and so uh no better resource than my paleo pet for sure yeah it, it, it's interesting too because um of course we're i'm i met uh with some of our suppliers over the last week or so and of course with the holidays coming up people are going to be looking for good food for themselves and you know we're dealing directly at the farm level grass-fed grass-finished pasture-raised uh no hormones no antibiotics no vaccines um, in our livestock and you know it, it even those couple meals at the at the holiday season that are healthy are going to be much better for the body aren't they absolutely yeah so it's so important to get those good to get those good resources that you do um, yeah. and uh, you know that's what separates separate you guys out from you know the competitors and there are certainly plenty of competitors now 
Oh, my God. Tell me about it. But tonight you wanted to talk about a special topic. And, it was, it, you know, when I was told, it was it kind of caught me a little off guard. Because um, generally we don't focus in on single diseases and things of that nature. But obviously something happened in your life or your professional life that clicked that we have to discuss a worldwide disease that's been here forever and ever and ever and affects multiple species, uh, but yet we're not all dead from it, which is leptospirosis. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. And it's getting more and more press from the conventional side of things in terms of fear and uh, awareness through fear and, um, you know, pushing, of course, the leptospirosis vaccine, which... Um, you know, obviously is, a, you know, vaccine like like any other vaccine, but happens to be one of the more risky ones. I mean, they're all risky, of course, but um, this particular one has a reputation over the decades of being quite unsafe, even even as acknowledged by the allopathic conventional veterinary community. So, well, you know, I saw something popped up there uh, already. Um, can you kind of give a little bit of a background as to what leptospirosis really is? Well, it's an infectious disease that's typically, you know, a bacteria or what's called a spirochete, which is a very small organism that is found in certain wildlife, especially, you know, rodents and rats and, you know, even, even raccoons and other small mammals, you know, seem to be involved with its transmission, but it's, it's most commonly transmitted through bodies of water, standing bodies of water, you know, canals, uh, puddles, um, not puddles, but, you know, more standing water that um, has been there for a while and where there's, you know, exposure to these small mammals. And um, the interesting thing about it is, is that most animals that are exposed, including our dogs, don't really get sick from it. They're they're really not as susceptible as the allopathic veterinary community makes it out. In other words, when they're exposed, just like Lyme disease. In fact, Lyme disease and lepto are very similar, caused by very similar organisms. Right. And, and when animals and people are exposed to it, if you have a healthy immune system, um, then really there's not much illness. Uh, usually you, you can become a carrier temporarily, um, more so, interestingly, if you're vaccinated. So if an animal is vaccinated for leptospirosis, it actually can transmit it to people. But um, again, the vast majority of, of people and animals with healthy immune systems don't develop any symptoms. Those that are immune compromised or in poor hygiene conditions, you know, poor nutrition, you know, toxic exposure, like our, you know, certain holistic, I mean, conventionally raised animals are, then we'll occasionally see susceptible animals develop, you know, clinical disease, which, by the way, is very treatable and uh, allopathically, even with antibiotics, and also can be treated with herbs and homeopathy, um, which has a remarkable record with it. But the symptoms are very vague and nonspecific when animals do come down with it. It's usually like, they become lethargic. They might have a low-grade fever. Uh, some of them will develop vomiting and diarrhea. Um, in the worst-case scenarios, you know, animals can go into kidney, have kidney disease or secondary liver problems. 
But, um, you know, again, when it's diagnosed quickly, uh, which is a problem also, which we can which we can get into the diagnosis of it. But when it's diagnosed and animals are treated, the mortality rate is really very low. So um, but I don't see it as a problem in, again, hopefully not our audience here in animals that are raised in a more natural, holistic fashion. It's just and as I said, it's most of the time when animals or people are exposed, they actually have very few symptoms or if at all. And so that's important point to make about it. So it's, it's yeah. really gotten a lot of PR uh, in the allopathic community as they've, you know, pushed the vaccines, pushed the fear button. And the, fun, the thing about the vaccines is, is not only do you get this typical autoimmune and and other right. inflammatory conditions, but animals that get vaccinated with lepto are actually much more susceptible to the real disease, or they get sick from the organism in the vaccine. And so the yeah. animals actually will become ill from the vaccine directly and develop the same symptoms of clinical leptospirosis. Again, you know, meaning the, the general symptoms I just mentioned, or as I said, occasionally liver or kidney disease which can be, you know, severe if it's not if it's not identified and treated. But the vaccinated animals seem to be more prone, just like a lot of the other vaccines out there. Yeah, that's what that's what I was I was going to throw in there. That I think every, you know, on basically on all these diseases um, that we over vaccinate our animals on, um, I think almost all the clinical. Uh, you know, positive testing that I've seen have always been on vaccinated animals for these diseases, basically vaccine induced. Right. Right. And lepto is one of the more glaring examples of a vaccine induced disease. And, um, you know, and, and then the other thing is even in the animals that are vaccinated that don't show any symptoms, they can become carriers and shedders of the organism through the urine. And what happens is, is then people, can get exposed and get sick from the animals being vaccinated, the shedding of the leptospirosis. Um, now, just an interesting question there um, on the vaccines, because I, tr you know, I shun them completely. So I'm not even looking at any ingredients anymore. I mean, I've just gotten to that point in my, you know, uh, my career that I, you know, I don't need all the details. All I know is that most of these are harmful, but are they using a, a live or a modified live, um, Virus or a bacteria, rather? I think they've graduated towards that or DNA or, you know, like DNA uh, vaccines. Um, they used to be what are called bacterins, which are like right. components of the bacteria that were very immunogenic. In other words, very, uh, would stimulate a very strong immune response, but would come with a severe acute reaction. And so, you know, often, especially in small breeds, but you know, the vaccines have evolved. I mean, the thing about the vaccines is is that there are over 200 and something what are called serovars of lepto out in the right. uh, you know, variables of it. And, uh, you know, very there's only a few that are really potentially disease-causing in our animals, um, in our dogs. Uh, cats, much less, much more, much less susceptible you know, than dogs. But, um, you know, there's very few serovars and even the serovars that are in the vaccines don't protect against the ones that the dogs are <laughs> sometimes susceptible to. 
So right. it's a really, you know, a big booming business, like all vaccines. And um, I don't think today's vaccines, whether they're DNA derived or modified live, I mean, they've kind of gone through the whole evolution. Um, I don't think these vaccines are any safer than the original Bacterins. And, um, you know, the, the concern is, is again, the significant immune reaction that occurs when these vaccines are given. And, um, you know, the testing, which we can get into, is also very, very poor because, again, what I said earlier is animals, when they're naturally exposed, will mount an immune response and be protected and not be sick. And the same is true with Lyme disease. Like I said, they're very close. They're very similar. Right. And, and um, you know, the, 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 diagnose, the diagnostics sometimes rely on antibody measurements, which if it's natural or vaccine exposure, it's hard to differentiate. And now they've come down, you know, they've come up with, of course, the PCR testing <laughs> yeah. has its own false negatives and false positives. So the yes. testing for it is very, very poor and very insensitive and nonspecific. Um, we just got another comment. This sounds dangerous. Uh, I wonder what the disease or I, I wish we could have a dialogue with the person's question. Yeah, I know. It, I, I, I saw that. Like it's not, it's not uh, dangerous. It actually, as I said, the vast majority of animals that are exposed or humans don't develop any symptoms. Their own immune systems handle it. Very similar, as I said, to Lyme disease in, in our animals where greater than 80 to 90% of the animals that are exposed to the Lyme bacteria don't develop any symptoms at all. Oh, the vaccine. is It is very dangerous. That's yes. Yeah. As are all vaccines. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it be, you know, we, I, I don't think we, we um, ever say it enough, how, what the dangers are. And it's not just the, the, you know, what we're trying to get an immune response to the, the bacteria or the, um, you know, so-called proteins that are the viruses um, but it's all the other toxins that are in those vaccines that build up over time. And you mentioned earlier that, you know, we see more of this stuff in, in toy breeds and small breeds because the concentration level of aluminum and mercury and, you know, the squalene, the formaldehyde, all of that, it's, it's, you know, in a, in a five pound Yorkie in a 200 pound Great Dane, um, you're putting the same amount in, right? And you know that creates, you know, um, that's basically destroying the whole immune system, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, it sure is. And uh, you know, the vaccines, what they do is another interesting component of the vaccines is that because they stimulate, you know, the way they stimulate an immune response in the animal, it's almost like an allergy. It's an overactive immune response, so that even if the animal doesn't have an acute reaction to the vaccine, when they're exposed to the actual organism, if they've been vaccinated, they get even sicker. So because it's more of an autoimmune uh, disease, just like Lyme disease, it's right. more, you know, the certain people are allergic to exposure to the Lyme bacteria and certain dogs are too. So when we vaccinate them, we actually sensitize the body to increased reactions in the future on follow-up exposure, whether that be through more vaccines or through just coming across the organism in, 
you know, in, in, in the wild or in the water supplies. And I should say also that it's mostly a problem in the world in very poor tropical climates where there's, right. you know, standing water and poor, you know, nutritional conditions, like I mentioned earlier. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not really, I mean, it's not even a reportable disease here in the United States. There are very few cases that occur. And uh, it's really a blown out, blown up, you know, infectious disease to frighten people. Sure. Okay, we're going to go to a quick break here and we will be right back. We all want our pets to be as healthy as possible. My Paleo Pet is the answer. Let us help relieve your pet of ear infections, allergies, scratching and itching, diabetes, joint problems, cancer, and other ailments. By providing our naturally raised, raw, cooked, or frozen biocomplete natural diet entrees that are custom formulated to be species specific and USDA approved. For more information, visit mypaleopet.com or call 954 971 2500. Do you want to become a wholesale dealer or distributor of healthy and clean foods? Our friends and colleagues at BioComplete Natural Diets and Herbs provide only the best USDA human consumption grade choice plus meats, poultry, and seafood. Our food comes from pasture-raised and grass-fed animals, and we never add hormones, preservatives, or chemicals. Our clean and all-natural species-appropriate diets are made daily in small batches from local farm-fresh dairy products. Over 100 herbal and botanical herbal products are available. Buy only the best and eat clean. To learn more, call BioComplete Natural Diets and Herbs, 954-472-1404, or visit BioComplete-NaturalDiets.com. And we're back here on the Pet Health Cafe, the show where your pet has a voice. This is Bill, the Pet Health Guru, along with Dr. Michael Dam. Um, it, was, it was funny, I was doing, when I was doing some of the research, but something that just popped up in my general thing today, if this is a bacteria and antibiotics work, then most of the natural uh, antibiotics that we find in nature, like Plodiarco and, uh, you know, some of the other other plant material, but also um, the number one antibiotic that we find out there that is part of basically diets of most mammals is raw honey. Um, Isn't that just a natural treatment that if you take it on a regular basis, you'll never get it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Raw honey is wonderful. I just got a email from a client earlier who was worried about her dog with infectious kennel cough. I said, just start some raw honey. And uh, probably enough to take care of it. Um, But you're right. I mean, there are so many herbals that can replace doxycycline, which, you know, that antibiotic in people, when it's used in our animals, it has an anti-inflammatory effect on the body. In other words, it suppresses the body's expression of symptoms other than killing a bacteria. So just because animals respond to it, doesn't mean that the animal actually has an infection. That's the interesting thing about this particular antibiotic. 
And so because of its suppressive effects on the body, it's going to reduce inflammation and, you know, animals are going to feel a little better. are going to feel better when, you know, the inflammation goes down, but you know, it's not really like, as I said, you know, a, a real infectious disease threat. It's more of those animals that are exposed that have an excessive immune reaction to the bacteria, to the small bacteria. Mm -hmm. But you're right, Bill, about the herbs. I mean, there's certainly plenty of herbs. And then, of course, homeopathy works wonderfully. Even there's a leptospirosis, what's called nozode, which is a homeopathic remedy made from the bacteria diluted and shaken so that there's right. nothing left but the energy of the substance. And leptospirosis nozode is, you know, if an animal is going to have a high risk of exposure, again, is a nice non-toxic way of preventing disease. But again, I don't even worry my clients about it because to me, if they're doing what we're preaching on the show here um, on, on a regular basis, the odds of them contracting that heartworm disease and all these other frightening parasites and organisms, Lyme disease, et cetera, goes way down, of course. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it, it's interesting too. I mean, the, the warning that normally I, I've heard from the alpaths and that sort of thing, well, you know, if you live in an area where maybe there's raccoons uh, and, you know, the animal may drink out of a puddle that a raccoon urinated in or nearby or whatever. And, you know, your, your, your animals are, are at high risk to get that. But basically uh, especially with what we talk about here, and especially in my in my specialty area, when we're looking at raw fed animals, they're getting seventy percent, eighty percent of their moisture, ninety percent of their moisture, their water, as living water from their food, and they're not drinking out of, you know, dirty puddles, are they? No, not at all. Sure, <laughs> that's a great, excellent point. You know, they're getting all that moisture, and they're yeah. not. Uh, you know, they're not uh, exposed because they're not drinking the water. Absolutely. It's a really good yeah. point. And they're not, you know, and, you know, I mean, when you look at, watch, um, you know, especially our canines in in our behavioral type things of taking them for walks after a, after a rainstorm, they, they will, you know, they smell every single puddle, but they walk past the first 15, 20, and maybe possibly number 23, they're right. drinking out of it, and that's because there's something in that water that their body still needs, whether it's a mineral, whether it's a probiotic, um, but there's something, you know, an herb, because, uh, you know, if it's sitting in grass or different vegetation, that's an herbal tea. Right. And their body tells them they need that. Right. And keep in mind that, as I mentioned earlier, when they're exposed to it, the, the lepto, if it happens to be in that puddle or canal or standing water, um, if they're exposed, most of the raw fed animals, they're not going to be affected by it. They're just going to, if they're exposed, they might mount an immune response and be over it. Um, but they're not going to get all of these clinical syndromes that my allopathic colleagues report on that animals are suffering from. And that all comes from, you know, weakening the immune system in the ways we talk about on a weekly basis with you know, the typical allopathic preventative healthcare model, which just does a number on the immune system. And the thing about lepto also, Bill, is now the fear has gone even into the boarding kennels and the doggy hotels. They're actually now requiring leptospirosis vaccine 
to even go into these kennels and doggy daycares, which, you know, along with influenza and God knows what other vaccines they require, it's just an expanding arsenal of poisons being put into our animals. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to remind people that, of course, that they can, you know, jump into chat with their questions and comments and inquiries. Uh, also, to remind people to go ahead and make sure that you like these podcasts, that you share them uh, with your friends, because we're trying to get this message out, and that you subscribe so you you, you never miss a, a, an episode of what we do here, because it's the messaging is the most important part. And I'm glad we opened up even with you, you know, being on uh, Dell Big Tree's uh, podcast because every place that you can get more information, you know, is good. Uh, you know, when I had uh, my colleague uh, from the store, um, Olivia, on a couple of weeks ago, it, um, you know, it's all about learning. And of course, we have to learn who we can put our trust in. You know, right. it's not always the, the experts that wear the white coats that are the um, the best sources, because as you know, uh, having gone through, you know, the indoctrination of uh, medical school, um, what you know today is not what you learned in school. No, that's true. And But the indoctrination, the brainwashing is amped up even higher than it ever has been. Um, the drug companies, the pet food companies, they've really amped up their campaigns to really get to the brains of young veterinarians and, uh, you know, with very intimidating, you know, rhetoric. And, um, you know, the movement in our profession is, you know, to more complex preventative healthcare models. In other words, the lepto being vaccinated with all these other components at the same time. And then you have all these flea and tick and heartworm medications that are now all in one so you have like multiple poisons in one pill or in one topical medicine. So the toxic onslaught to our animals that, of course, is going to weaken the immune systems of many of them, of most of them, and lead to, you know, occasional clinical infectious disease with organisms like leptospirosis, which, again, most healthy animals and people don't really have to worry about it. I've probably been exposed to it in my 30-something years of veterinary medical practice, but, um, you know, it's, it's like anything. It's just, you know, mother nature and our own immune systems. Mother nature has all the herbs and the botanicals and all the plants and the other materials that homeopathic remedies are derived from that really have everything we need to stay and remain healthy and to treat conditions when they do occur. And, you know, we don't have to sound the the fear, the fear alarms that the roof is caving in. Well, one of the other things I've been looking at <clears throat> very recently, and you and I have discussed it a little it, at uh, some sense. Um, of course, you know the BioComplete line has you know um, over 125 different herbals and botanicals in in the collection, but we also have about 25 to 30 different blends that we have, and of course we label them for specific type of issues. You know, everything from uh, our heartworm and parasite, which, you know, you highly recommend, um, to Lyme disease, to, uh, you know, heart and blood pressure, healthy eyes, things of that nature, thyroid issues, hormone issues, uh, which, of course, are the result of, in our pets, of spay and neuter. Um, but 
it's not about a single product either that um, we should be doing these things on a rotational basis because if we're, you know, if you've got a thyroid issue or um, you were diagnosed, you know, your dog was diagnosed with lepto, okay, um, there's other issues going on. And we really need to start with that at the basic detox level, cleaning yeah. out the liver, the kidney, and the lymphatic system. Neur, you know, going down to the cellular level with things like spirulina and chlorella, astragalus, and echinacea, things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, rotating through because when we are working on one part of the body, another part is being neglected if you will it's it's not getting as many nutrients because we're moving them over on you know we're moving on the left side not on the right side and so if we're we're always chasing something to find homeostasis um i saw the question that came up yes all these products that we sell um and i can't vouch for anybody else's out there in the market but we've you know these are all usda organic third-party tested um for purity and you know integrity you know making sure that you know if it says spirulina, it's actually spirulina and not some you know, other plant that was thrown in, the, in a, uh, a vitamin, which was found in a lot of the big box stores, you know, 10 years ago when they started testing. It, it wasn't really what it said. But, yes, all of our products are are this, are this that way because that's the way I want to live my life. And right. that, I mean, in, in some respects, too, that's actually how the food line started is I was feeding what – I would eat and I want to eat healthy right. and I want to eat good. <laughs> so, you know, right. am I going to give my dog or cat something that's second rate? I mean, come on. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, I was just at a house call before I came on the program here and uh, was talking to a gentleman from upstate New York, you know, so, okay. and he said when, you know, just like you would say, I mean, you know, for years we didn't even know what a veterinarian was. We just, you yeah. know, we took care of our dogs. we, fed them what we ate and um we didn't have all these chemicals and drugs and vaccines and they all lived to be ripe old ages you know and yeah you know they just um it's just it's a it's just a crime and a tragedy you know how we create the the conventional veterinary community creates the illness and creates the customers just like the big pharma that just keeps the whole ball rolling and the sad thing, Bill, is is now we're seeing, of course, because of that, those practices over so many generations of animals, now we're seeing these young, because it's transmitted now genetically, you know, you know through the- Genetically, yeah. Genetically. And we're seeing so much ill health in younger and younger animals because of this generational onslaught of, of you know- medications and drugs and vaccines exactly and, and it goes back to simple you know like right. you said, I always say it goes back to mother nature yeah let's get into this at, right after this quick break and and show how it's intergenerational we'll be right back Does your pet suffer from allergies, cancer, digestive issues, or joint and skin problems? These can be from poor nutrition, and My Paleo Pet can help. 
Don't let your pet suffer for poor diet and nutrition. At MyPaleoPet, we provide fresh, human-grade, USDA-approved, biocomplete raw food entrees for dogs and cats. Whether you're looking for healthy food for dogs or natural herbs for cats, we provide you with exactly what they need to live a happy and healthy life. Our raw food for pets surpasses traditional raw dog food and cat food that you find in your local pet store. Our raw food is made fresh on the premises, sourced from local suppliers, and are made with only the utmost quality with specific nutritional and functional benefits. We deliver locally to areas in South Florida, including the Palm beaches and we ship frozen nationwide at my paleo pet we strive to offer the best in rotational diet formulations clean raw human grade fresh food in our eco-friendly resealable packaging for more information visit mypaleopet.com or call 954-971-2500 If your pet is overweight, suffers from skin problems, or you suspect food allergies, My Paleo Pet is the solution for you. Our natural and fresh foods for pets are FDA approved and is sure to bring the puppy or kitten back into your pet. My Paleo Pet carries a full assortment of healthy, holistic, frozen, raw food entrees, all natural dehydrated treats, local raw dairy products, and herbal smoothies, as well as natural supplements, treats, chews, and grooming products. Products can be ordered online 24-7 at MyPaleoPet.com and ship nationwide to your doorstep. Call 954-971-2500 to speak with our friendly staff today. Let MyPaleoPet help keep your pet happier and healthier. All right, and we're back here on the Pet Health Cafe, the show where your pet has a voice. This is Bill, the Pet Health Guru, along with special guest host, Dr. Michael Dim. Okay, we were talking about how it's passed down from generation to generation. I don't think most pet owners understand or realize that that's happening, that over the last, well, since I've been in the business over 50 years, I mean, when we were doing, you know, possibly only four or five you know, maybe two rounds of puppy shots and a rabies shot. And, you know, you didn't have the animal control tracking you down for more tax money, you know, to get your license renewed, you know, with another rabies vaccine, because that's basically what they did. Right. Um, you know, uh, to, you know, we did, was it last year or the year before when we actually did the comparison from people to, you know, our, our our uh, kids are getting up to 72 different vaccines, you know, 72 vaccinations, excluding the flu and all the seasonal stuff. And that's really by the time they graduate from college. And I did the comparison on a golden retriever at 15 years old could be over 120 if you followed right. all the recommendations. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's been building up generation after generation. And of course, all those toxins are being transmitted through the blood from mom to baby, aren't they? Yeah, no, that's very, very true. And, um, you know, then they're coming out with these toxins and well, their immune systems, even in utero, like you said, are being barraged and exposed. And the thing you said about epigenetically and transmitted also genetically through the generations is even the vaccines, what they do is, is they create these autoantibodies against all the different tissues in the body, including the animal's own DNA. 
So when you vaccinate and then there are antibodies against the animal's own DNA, then you get mutations and the mutations yeah. create new diseases that are then transmitted to the progeny and then you have these new conditions in the subsequent generation. So that's one aspect of epigenetics that we're talking about is, is that, you know, and then we're seeing energetic transfer of disease. I know that's sure. a little bit deeper, but, um, you know, when animals are out of balance energetically, that's where illness and disease starts at that deeper level. And so that energy is like, for example, animals that are vaccinated with rabies vaccine, if they're sick from rabies vaccine, there's a chance their puppies and kittens, puppies and kittens are going to be born with illness from being sick from rabies vaccine. It's just, it's just amazing that you know that what we're doing and what we're doing to future generations. But you know, it, it's it's interesting though. Those same mutate, you know, those those mutations that are going on because of this have given us what two hundred and fifty different dog breeds now. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, some of which can't even breathe properly because of of the characteristics. Um, you know, it's it's a double edged sword basically when we look at this stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a double edged sword. There's no doubt about that, Bill. And um, yeah. You know, we have to, you know, keep pounding the drum and um, really educating people, like you said, on venues like this. And people need to share our information. And, um, you know, it's, you know, the it's not just leptospirosis. It's all these other poisons we're putting into our animals' bodies. And, uh, you know, I would encourage clients not to buck to the pressures and, not to get these vaccines, you know, against these diseases that aren't even a risk to most of our animals. You know, it, it's it's interesting too. Um, you know, we did a show a few weeks back, uh, which they can go back into the archives and YouTube and on the stations and stuff like that. Uh, you know, when is it really an emergency? You know, because every time, you know, something doesn't quite seem right. You know, people, you know, pet owners, they go into panic mode. And, of course, they run, you know, to the local allopath. And the first thing they ask you, are you up to date with your vaccines? And, you know, when you look at things like leptospirosis, we look at Lyme disease, and we look at um, so many other so-called diseases, essentially they almost all have a plethora of the same symptoms. So how do you really, you know, separate it, um, you know, oh, listen, we diagnosed you with uh, Lyme disease last month. We can now do you lepto this week and, you know, give you a whole new set of drugs. Right, right. Actually, it's the same drugs. <laughs> no, <we're not. laughs> they never change. It's the but, same. But, 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 they change the, yeah, but they change the brand. So, therefore, a lot of people think that they're, you know, and I've had this happen in the store, where they come in with a bag full of medications and shampoos and um you know, supplements and that sort of thing. And when you start to sup separate it out, it's all the same product, but, you know, sold under three different or four different labels by three or four different veterinarians just to get a sale. You're already taking this stuff. Why do you need another one? Right, right, exactly. And um, yeah. you're right about just um, when to take your animal to the vet. It's That's an important point to remember. It's just... Not when they have a little vomit or a little diarrhea or they don't eat for a day or two. That's not the time to rush off to the allopath and get 
bombarded with all sorts of testing and and drugs. And, you know, the thing is, is that if they're not current on their vaccines, even when they're sick, the veterinarian is often going to then recommend giving the vaccines right at that time, which is actually even makes it even worse when they're vaccinating animals when they're ill with anything. Well, it, it, the, the inserts in, I don't know, maybe like 100% of the, of the vaccines that are out there, so they can only be used on a healthy animal. Right. Well, if you're at the vet's office already for a, with a sick animal, how can an allopath justify that? I, I don't know, Bill. It's just, you know, especially the big one, of course, is rabies. You know, they, they will not see an animal or they will not treat an animal that hasn't been vaccinated for rabies, even if it's healthy. I mean, animals, I mean, it's such a big fear around rabies, you know, that um, not an animal's living, I mean, that comes in ill with a, with, a, with symptoms that may need to be addressed, let's say, to just say, you know, where's your animal's rabies vaccine? If he doesn't have it, we won't touch him. I mean, the animal's not carrying rabies in their mouth. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's important to, to realize that it's such fear that's not even based in any rational science or the way it is. And, um, you know, these, well, you, you, you better, you better check with that, uh, that famous vet, that famous uh, doctor that we've listened to for the last four years and talking about science. Right. <laughs> I, I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> no, that's, that's okay. But getting okay. Back to, you know, the leptospirosis, as mm-hmm. I know was our main topic earlier. Um, even the expert immunologists don't recommend vaccinating for it because again, it's, it's, you know, he called it leptomania. His name is Ron, Ron Schultz, and he was a yep. leading immunologist for many decades, and he did not vaccinate his own animals for lepto or recommend it, even in areas of the country where they were saying they were seeing it. And that's yep. because, again, it was low prevalence, and uh, the vaccine doesn't work. It's not safe. Yep. Okay. So now you just came off your world tour. Um, tell people where they can where they can reach you um, and how we can help them even more. Well, they can go to my website, which is drdim.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R-D-Y-M.com. That has my uh, contact information, my email address, and I work with people locally in the South Florida area, as well as doing phone consults nationwide. So welcome yeah, and any, any inquiries. Yeah, um, I've been keeping up with you. Um, the, the improvements on your website are, are very, very good. Um, I, I see you're, 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 you're expanding our views as far as topics on your little videos. Uh, right. That's great. Go to, you go to Dr., uh, Dr. Dim, and you'll hear sometimes it'll sound a little bit redundant. It's coming yeah. from, but it, the, the message is we can only say the same thing so many times. Right. But if we say it different ways, it, resonates with different people and that's the important that's an excellent point bill and most of these different diseases have the similar causes and treatments you know from our perspective right and, uh, that's why it's important to expose people to these various conditions and just keep banging home the same message because as i said you know we have to keep up ourselves with uh with our allopathic brethren and try and right. really stay ahead of the game and what what was what's the cure for everything that Hippocrates taught us? Right, let food be thy medicine, and medicine thy food. That's exactly right. And I told that I told that to Del Bigtree. Right. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's absolutely there. 
And uh, with that, I mean, we're, you know, within the last 30 seconds here, um, you know, you can reach me, of course, through my paleo path, through Pet Health Guru on Facebook. Um, you know, uh, products are available um, through our website, and hopefully we'll soon be linking them with Dr. Dim's website as well. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully you'll all have healthier, happier pets. With that, I want to say good night, folks. It was a pleasure. Another hour. Dr. Tim, how do we do it every every, every show? Yeah, that's great. A narrow topic like leptospirosis. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Yep. So right. good night, folks. Good night, everybody. Does your pet suffer from allergies, cancer, digestive issues, or joint and skin problems? These can be from poor nutrition, and My Paleo Pet can help. Don't let your pet suffer for poor diet and nutrition. At My Paleo Pet, we provide fresh, human-grade, USDA-approved, biocomplete raw food entrees for dogs and cats. Whether you're looking for healthy food for dogs or natural herbs for cats, we provide you with exactly what they need to live a happy and healthy life. Our raw food for pets surpasses traditional raw dog food and cat food that you find in your local pet store. Our raw food is made fresh on the premises, sourced from local suppliers, and are made with only the utmost quality with specific nutritional and functional benefits. We deliver locally to areas in South Florida, including the Palm Beach, and we ship frozen nationwide. At My Paleo Pet, we strive to offer the best in rotational diet formulations. Clean, raw, human-grade, fresh food in our eco-friendly, resealable packaging. For more information, visit MyPaleoPet.com or call 954-971-2500. If your pet is overweight, suffers from skin problems, or you suspect food allergies, My Paleo Pet is the solution for you. Our natural and fresh foods for pets are FDA approved and is sure to bring the puppy or kitten back into your pet. My Paleo Pet carries a full assortment of healthy, holistic, frozen, raw food entrees, all natural dehydrated treats, local raw dairy products, and herbal smoothies, as well as natural supplements, treats, chews, and grooming products. Products can be ordered online 24-7 at MyPaleoPet.com and shipped nationwide to your doorstep. Call 954-971-2500 to speak with our friendly staff today. Let MyPaleoPet help keep your pet happier and healthier.